This is Chasing Eternity, Season 1, Episode 1. How's it going, Adam? It's going pretty well, Chris. How are you today? It was it was a long day uh, with setting up this podcast that we're now doing. Uh, it was a little more difficult than uh, what I originally thought. <laughs> hmm. Well, no, no pain, no gain, I guess, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, this uh, The setup that we have here, and that we'll probably post a picture on social media somewhere. Hmm. I like that idea. Is, uh, it looks nice. But uh, it came with a lot of sweat and tears. But most things in life do. We are here now mm-hmm. and we're recording. Yes. So, with this being our first podcast, I thought we should probably introduce ourselves. So, by all means, introduce yourself to the world. Well, thank you, Christopher. Uh, I'm Adam Oldham. I am a high school counselor and a licensed professional counselor in Pennsylvania. I've spent most of my career working uh, in counseling. I worked with Uh, adults and children, young and old, in an outpatient setting, drug and alcohol issues uh, for a while, worked with college students as well at a local university, and now I spend my days working with high school students, uh, covering the full gambit of issues that come with high school. I imagine that's pretty exciting, or maybe not so exciting some days. Well, it's everything that I want it to be. Uh, (laughs) You know, when we think about what we're doing with our podcast and uh, looking at you know the longingness that people have for meaning, for purpose, uh, for significance. I get to watch human lives begin and mold and shape, and I get to have influence in that. And it's really enjoyable. It's a uh, it's a lot of work. Like you said, some days are harder than others, but I really do enjoy it. And I'm hopeful that my work here will be just as meaningful as some of the work I get to do with my students. What about you, Chris? What is it that you do these days? <laughs> Um, well, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you probably got there via Strong Church. Uh, this podcast is going to be, I guess, hosted by Strong Church, and uh, Strong Church was, in fact, my brainchild. Ah. Yes, I birthed that out of my brain in college uh, alongside Jack Dodgen. He's also another uh, content creator. We're kind of co founders, co-CEOs, we run everything uh, by each other, and uh, I also host the uh, uh, Overcome Porncast with him, and uh, we've been doing that for a while, now we're expanding into this area of chasing eternity, but myself, I'm the preacher at the Carlisle Church Christ, and I've been here for about nine months now, and uh, consequently, we have been friends for about nine months we have it's been an enjoyable nine months it's been amazing it has it's like this was meant to be it it really is it really is but uh so i spend my days uh trying to help people um much like you mm-hmm. trying to help people um and uh developing sermons and you know trying to teach people the bible that's what i do i'm a preacher i love it excellent so now people know who we are what are we here to do? Well, we call the podcast Chasing Eternity. And I guess uh, we had discussed this beforehand. Uh, we are recording this on January 31st. And this past weekend was the 
uh, SAG Awards, mm-hmm. and one of our favorite shows, Stranger Things, was nominated and won a lot of awards. Yes, it did. And uh, which it deserved because it is an amazing show. Phenomenal. Season two will be great. Amazing show. Um, but the uh, uh, Sheriff Hopper, he gave kind of the award acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. And we both listened to it and we thought this this is kind of what we want to talk about in our podcast. So I'm just going to read uh, kind of the, the middle part of what he said during his acceptance speech. He says, uh, but this award from you who take your craft seriously and earnestly believe like me that great acting can change the world is a call to arms from our fellow craftsmen and women to go deeper and through our art to battle against fear, self-centeredness and exclusivity of our predominantly narcissistic culture. Some big words in there. Mm, Yes. He continues on. And through our craft to cultivate a more empathetic and understanding society by revealing intimate truths that serve as a forceful reminder to folks that when they feel broken and afraid and tired, they are not alone. We are united in that we are all human beings and we are all together on this horrible, painful, joyous, exciting, and mysterious ride that is being alive. Now, as the act in continuing the narrative of Stranger Things in 1983, uh, we 1983 Midwesterners re- will repel bullies. We will shelter freaks and outcasts, those who have no home. We will get past the lies. We will hunt monsters. Hopefully more. Mm. I can't wait. And uh, when we are lost amid the hypocrisy and the casual violence of certain individuals and institutions, we will, as per Chief Jim Hopper, punch some people in the face when they seek to destroy the meek and disenfranchised and the marginalized. Powerful words. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen the video, uh, we'll probably put a link to it in our in the description. Uh, who's, Winona Ryder is standing right next to him as he's saying the speech, and she's kind of like, what is going <laughs> on? You know, this, is, this was not the normal. Hmm. I don't know if you can qualify it as normal, but it, it was definitely the most profound acceptance speech that I've ever seen. Mm. It was very deep and it touched on a lot of the same things that we, as uh, we're getting ready to air this podcast, we're wanting to talk about. Well, and I would say that the reason it was so powerful and why it's uncommon maybe that we see these kind of things is that he really spoke to what I think God has placed in all of us and going to the reference for our Chasing Eternity uh, podcast in the scriptures Uh, Back in Ecclesiastes, as Solomon reflects on life, uh, he mentions in chapter 3, verse 11, that God has made everything beautiful in its time, and he has put eternity into man's heart. And I think that there is a longingness for things that matter, things that are important, things that aren't surface level, and they speak to eternal needs that are very core every human being has. It's something that unites us. Uh, It's something that we all long for, whether we know how to put it into words or not. And so to see someone speak with such passion about standing up for significance and important things that matter uh, really, I think, speaks to the culture's longingness for that, because we don't see a lot of that these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just touching on you know what we're what this conversation is going to be about chasing eternity 
Um, we're going to be discussing things like the Imago DA. Dei. Dei. For those who are listening, uh, Chris unfortunately has a problem with word pronunciation. Oh man, it's here okay. We go. Uh, it's okay. Uh, this wonderful equipment that he has purchased will pick up every syllable, uh, every letter, every Latin phrase that he thinks he knows how to say. Um, but that's okay. We love him anyway. Well, in the English, then, image of God. Yes. Uh, a while back, I preached a, a sermon series talking about identity, and we're going to be touching and just. It's inevitable that we will be touching on these things of being created in the image of God, our identity, things like community and culture, because these are all things that God has put into us hmm. to crave. And just like you said, sometimes we are chasing after them without even realizing that we're chasing after it. Before we started recording, I was telling uh, Adam about, uh, I was explaining this podcast to my wife and how... Uh, she didn't really understand why we were so excited to start recording this. And I explained to her that there's a lot of things, whether we watch it in a show, in a movie, we read it in a book, it explains, it reveals mm. something about us. Yes. And that's something that having worked with tons of kids and adults, uh, the things we tend to fill our time with, whether we recognize it or not, tend to be the things we're trying to uh, satisfy those needs with, uh, whether it's uh, our relationships, whether it's the things we entertain ourselves with, whether it's the groups of people we associate with, whether it's we're a, a Walmart shopper or a Target shopper. Those things matter to us and they help fill uh, that need of, of, of purpose and importance and belongingness uh, that we really hope to tap into as we talk about uh, what everyone's quest to find eternity looks like because whether we want to accept that or not and many people don't a lot of people out there uh, seem to have a misguided idea of what it means to be alive and what eternity means uh, I believe as I know you do and many people do that we are created in God's image as eternal beings and uh, we can deny that as much as we want uh, but it comes out in weird ways whether we want it to uh, or not and Again, those things aren't always bad. The things we fill our time with aren't always bad. And that's something else Chris and I have talked a little bit about wanting to do with this podcast, that uh, sometimes art and music and expression and activity can sometimes be looked at, at wasting time or, well, you should be filling your time with something else. Uh, but we believe that through all of these expressions of human life, uh, there is eternity to be found and beauty in that. And we're looking forward to processing that with you all. And uh, hoping that it will be just as meaningful for you as it is for us. So our, I guess our our subheading, our subtitle, if you want to call that, we are chasing eternity and then colon, finding God's beauty in human creativity. Adam, you came up with that, and I think it, it's, it hits the nail right on the head. Um, and I have this written on the board in front of me that I think I will now say. Go for it. Uh, I worked hard on it. He did. <laughs> it says this, we love art, uh, but this podcast is not just about art. It's deeper than that. We will talk about movies and shows and books and societal events, but what we are concerned about is what these things reveal about who we are as, as beings created in the image of God. And that's really, I think that sums up what we're here to talk about. Absolutely. So, uh, with this being so close to the Super Bowl, you had the idea of uh, making our first episode about that, what the Super Bowl 
reveals about the eternity that God has put within us. Um, why did you want to talk about the Super Bowl? Well, it's amazing because as a sports fan myself, uh, it's always fun to look and reflect on how your team does in a year, and I am a Steelers fan, as I would think most people in this area are. Uh, it's all right. He's from, I don't even know where you're from. You're not even from a town in Nebraska, right, outside of Lincoln somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, so here in Pennsylvania, we, we like the Steelers, the Eagles a little bit. Uh, but this year, the Steelers did really well, uh, and they went all the way up through, uh, you know, the AFC Championship game. And unfortunately, sadly, they didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year. But there's this amazing feeling of being part of a team and of being part of a community of of watching and following and cheering on people that I've never met and probably never will. Um, you know, doing things that I physically am incapable of. Uh, joining with people across the country, cheering in unity, knowing that I don't know half of who those people are, uh, if beyond my own little circle of friends. So that really spoke to, I think, something amazing, because we see this with not just the Super Bowl, but all sports. Um, you know, we have these massive followings of fans. There's a huge industry built up around this, and being entertained by sports is something that I would say most people would see as a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. It can be unhealthy. We all know that that guy or that girl who has the super decked out basement that they've <laughs> spent all their money on and they have season tickets and they never miss a game. And uh, so there, there can be a little bit of intensity that goes too far, but I think in general, people would see this as somewhat healthy. Um, and I think it's because it speaks to some of those threads of eternity that we wanna talk about uh, that I wanted to bring that up. And especially with the Super Bowl being so close time-wise to right now at our first podcast it seemed relevant it is interesting when you think about it right of i mean and, and this kind of goes with all the things that we're going to be talking about on the show why watch the super bowl mm. you know what what is so entertaining about watching dudes wearing pads run full speed and hitting each other mm. why why is that something that us as human beings are even interested in in the first place, it's just a, it's a very interesting concept to, to think about, and it it's, could be said about everything that we're going to be looking at in the show. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do we? Why do we crave that? Um, I have some some stats. Excellent. That I looked up very quickly, just a few um, stats about the Super Bowl and why uh, why the when talking about sporting events, the Super Bowl really is for us in the United States kind of is the event. Mm. And the stats will show that. Uh, TV viewership of the Super Bowl is about 112 million. Mm. 112 million. You think about that and the fact that there are, what, 319 million people living in this country? Mm -hmm. That is, what, about a third? That's about a third of our population that tunes in to watch the Super Bowl. To watch the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. What the even... Crazier thing, as I told you this before, I was looking up, you know, global uh, viewership, global TV stats, and the Super Bowl isn't even in the top ten. Yes, it's not even close. Mm -mm. You have things like uh, the World Cup, and I think that gained about, I think, want to say close to a billion people mm -hmm. watch the World Cup. A billion people. Yep. Tune in and watch. Really skinny guys run around and kick a ball. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's interesting to me. And then, I mean, you think look at 
things on this list, it's not just soccer. There's a lot of soccer events mm-hmm. that uh, countries that have a lot more population than the United States tune in to watch. But it's like uh, the Olympics, of course. And uh, I think that makes sense. That makes sense in my in my brain. Okay, it's a world event. Uh, we have all these countries sending people to one place, taking part in this thing. So it makes sense that the entire world would be watching. Mm-hmm. But then you have something like cycling. The Tour de France mm-hmm. is number three on the list. Yeah. Which, I don't, have you ever watched the Tour de France? I have. I had a friend in high school who was very into cycling, so I did watch the Tour de France. I tried. I've tried many times. Mm-hmm. And it's. I guess it's kind of like NASCAR to me, mm-hmm. of like, I, you know, I don't have... You know who am I cheering for? You know right. who are these guys? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's a part of it. And if you get more into it, you understand um, the rules and the people that are in it. Um, but then you also have things like cricket mm-hmm. that is in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the major reason is because uh, that cricket is kind of like the national sport of India. Yep. And I don't know if you know this or not. India has a lot of people. It does have a lot of people. <laughs> yep. Speaking of billions of people. <clears throat> And I think all of these things that you're talking about are fascinating because, one, with the Olympics. The Olympics have been around for a very long time. And uh, there's a fascinating movie about kind of the regeneration of the Olympics, you know, Chariots of Fire, which is great, this quest to bring back, uh, you know, ancient Olympics into our modern day. The Olympics, I looked up, they started back in 776 B.C., that was when the first recorded Olympic event took place. And you think, that's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people for a long time have wanted to get together and watch people compete. And some of the early events weren't even really that interesting. It was, hey, who can run the fastest? Uh, hey, who can carry this thing the longest? Woohoo! Who cares? Why does that matter? Um, you know, is it really all about individual achievement? Well, no. People want to watch. They yeah. they cheer these people. It was on. a spectator thing. Yeah, same with the Tour de France. You know, you see somebody cycling and you you cheer them on. You want to see them win. There's a part of you that wants to see victory and that sense of anticipation. And um, something else you mentioned that was really interesting. Why does cricket not matter to us here in the United States? Why does soccer seem like this huge thing around the world but not here? And I think that goes to get back to identity. Um, the Super Bowl is a huge deal here, but really the NFL hasn't had a very big impact anywhere else than the United States. Yeah, this yeah. is like the sport. That's where it's we our watch. National sport. It's what we watch. <laughs> and why doesn't it happen anywhere else? And why do we care so much about it? And I think it goes back to that idea. Well, it's ours. It's a North American football. It's ours. This is what we do here. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's amazing that idea of, well, this is something that I identify with. You talk to any diehard fan of a soccer team or of a football team, and they'll likely be able to tell you stats of their favorite players, the rosters, who owns the team, how many championships they have. They know these things because it's important to them. And by being able to share this information, uh, they're essentially confirming to you that, hey, I'm part of this. Mm-hmm. I'm in the know of this. I am a fan of this. So I think it speaks to kind of the first idea with some of this that we wanted to touch on, and that's the idea of group identity. Yeah, Something beyond just myself. And I think one of the things human beings long for uh, is the ability to be part of something bigger than their individual selves. Um, and I think God understood that whenever he created the church. Uh, you know. 
our faith is not something that we have solely in isolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a community. Uh, we are to be looking out for one another. We're to be participating in communal worship with one another. There is a group component to this. And so whenever you see sports, uh, it's very common that you have stands packed with tens of thousands of people. Uh, who are there together to cheer on their team, their shared team, even if they don't know each other. They have something in common, and they will join together and root for their team against whatever else is out there. That's interesting because we have this written down uh, group identity or a sense of belonging, Mm. right? And I took that as a completely uh, different idea, which you're talking about, and I get it as a Chiefs fan, go Chiefs. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan and there's other Chiefs fans and we are going to cheer our team until they win the Super Bowl. And that's just part of being a fan. Right. But then I think about the Super Bowl as an event and, you know, we're going to have our church is doing a Super Bowl party. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's an event. Mm. And the, I was, I was thinking of it in that sense of it, of wanting a uh, group identity, wanting community. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the two teams that are in the Super Bowl, the Falcons and the Patriots, one team I despise and mm-hmm. the other team I'm really kind of indifferent on. Yep. And yet I'm going to go to this party and I'm going to watch this game and fellowship and be in community with other people that are there just for the sense of that this is an opportunity mm-hmm. to get together with people. And you think about people, I, I'm thinking about other people who are also going to be there. The majority of them don't even watch football. Yeah. They don't watch football. And yet when the Super Bowl comes around, and that's why we see, at least here in the United States, we see this inflation of uh, viewership for the Super Bowl because you look at, again, you look at other things, sporting events here in the United States, nothing even is close to touching the numbers that the Super Bowl brings in. Mm-hmm. And that's because people, it's it's become this event. It's just, you know, you, you need to get to a Super Bowl party and mm-hmm. you need to watch it together. A lot of, uh, I don't want to be uh, alienating here, but I've heard this most from a lot of women, uh, especially here when we were here last year trying out for this job. Mm-hmm. We came to, we were here for the Super Bowl party and a lot of the women there said that they weren't really interested in watching the game. They wanted to watch the commercials. Yes. It's really interesting. It is. That they, you know, well, you can you can watch commercials by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can actually, nowadays, these commercials that are on the Super Bowl, you just go on YouTube and you can watch them all by yourself and just laugh by yourself. But that's not, for some reason, that's not, in, you know, enticing to us. We want to experience it yes. together. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that, too, beyond even just that moment with other people as it happens, the day after... If you go Mm -hmm. to work or if you're out with some friends and you get into a conversation and someone says, hey, did you see that last night? You want to be in the know. You want to have a connection with that person who asked that question. When you go into work next day, if there was a really good Super Bowl commercial, you want to be able to say, yeah, I was there. I saw it. Yeah, Yeah, I thought this one was funny. Oh, I didn't like that one. What was it? Puppy Monkey Baby? Oh, Puppy Monkey. Yeah, that. (laughs) Well, and that's and it's even funny because it doesn't even matter the quality of a commercial, right? It's the idea of oh, the Super Bowl commercials. Let's talk about, hey, how were they this year? And I think wanting to belong in that conversation matters to people because, again, think of the things that 
you know, we don't have in common with people. The reality is most people are indifferent to us, right? We sometimes think, oh, the world hates me whenever we're feeling down. But the reality is most people are indifferent. They're focused on themselves and their little sphere of people. So when we're out and about or we're, we have this craving to, to belong or to connect, to have that community with others, to be one with other people, anything that can give us a hook and a connection with them matters. And so to be able to say, yeah, I saw that or... Yeah, I saw that, you know, the Falcons won last night. That was crazy, a comeback. Yeah, I was there. It gives us a, a foot in the door yeah. to connect with another person. And I think that speaks again, too, to this desire we have within our, our being to be in relationship with others. And something like the Super Bowl, and it's amazing, even the World Cup, we talk about soccer, every four years... All of a sudden, it seems people become soccer fans. I was one of those. Right? I was and one of those. And so we cheer it on, and it's like, hey, did you see that, you know, Senegal's team overcame, you know, Luxembourg's team? And mm -hmm. it's like, can you even show me where those places are on a map? Like, no. why does this matter to you now all of a sudden? Well, it really doesn't in terms of the actual thing, but being part of the, the global conversation. Yes, that, that's what matters. And that, that community of, hey, everyone is talking about this now. And I can either choose to not and be separate from everyone, even if it's not everyone. In our minds, we often tell ourselves that. But I, or I could be part of this. And we desire to be part of whatever that part of is. And so, yeah, you're right. We'll see a lot of people watching the Super Bowl, whether they care about the teams or not. That's really interesting. Um, we are just about out of time. And we did not touch our list as much as I thought we would. Let's talk about one more thing. Um, let's talk about, we've talked about community, we talked about sense of belonging. Let's talk about victory, mm. a sense of winning. And I guess this kind of is more tailored towards people that actually care who's in the Super Bowl. Um, like I said before, I do not like the Patriots. Mm -hmm. um, if, if there are Patriot fans out there, uh, please, Email us uh, and tell us why you're a Patriots fan because I would really <laughs> like to know. Um, <clears throat> but so I will be rooting for the Falcons to win just because I don't want to see the Patriots win. Um, I'm one of those guys. <sighs> this idea of victory with any sporting event, you know, when your team won, when the Steelers beat the Chiefs mm -hmm. off of a cheap holding call. Oh, here we go. <laughs> There was, I don't know, there's, and, you know, of course, that night, wow, I was crushed. Meanwhile, there was a, a sense of, I don't know, there, elation, right? Yes. Of, yes, even though, like you said before, you didn't do anything. Nope. You, you don't know any of these guys. Mm -mm. They are completely separate from ourselves, and yet we still, we still feel victorious. Mm -hmm. And that feeling is amazing it's it kind of it's kind of indescribable of like yes and i've been there as as a chiefs fan i haven't got to experience this as much <laughs> as Steeler fans mm -hmm. um but this year for the for the chiefs was a it was a banner year you know even though we lost the first round uh, i guess the second round of the playoffs um it was still a good year we won the west and that it just gives a sense of we did this. We mm -hmm. we conquered. Mm -hmm. We when you know we fought and we won, and I I think that points back to again we are made in the image of God. We're made in the image of this God who fights 
for righteousness. He fights for for good. And when we get to experience just a little bit of that, it makes me think about when you know when all of this will pass away and God stands victorious in the end, we get a we get a, a sense of belonging again with that, but also to feel that same feeling of being victorious yeah. over evil, over mm-hmm. sin, over Satan. I think that's also something we can talk about with uh, in the the arena of sports. Oh yeah, well, and I think that's something again. Looking at this Super Bowl, uh, for me, I think one of the reasons people dislike the Patriots, and it's for the same reason people dislike the Yankees, and I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> we hate watching something so amazingly good do exactly what it needs to do. Tom Brady is a phenomenal quarterback, and whoever is around him, his wide receivers are nobody names. Like, I don't know who they are. It doesn't matter. He is a phenomenal quarterback, but I don't like him. And he wins, and he (laughs) wins, and he wins. And it's not fair, right? Because, well, my team should win, and why is it fair that we had to play them? And so there's this idea that, well, it would be great to see someone beat that because they have power and you know this great talent and the so empire right the evil empire right just like in star wars you know luke skywalker and the falcons are going to come and crush the empire exactly um so you have that um but i, th- I think there's also an element of the lot one of the other items on our list that i'll i'll tie into this uh we say we a lot right so like we did it we overcame we beat you know as my team is the yankees as if we contribute anything uh, a lot of times with sports, we see things like traditions and customs. And my brother uh, just recently graduated from Ohio State. And any time Ohio State uh, would go to play Michigan on campus, everywhere, they would go around and cover up all of the M's on campus uh, because as part of their tradition, you know, well, we can't have any M's here for Michigan, so we're going to cover that up. And why would they do that? They do that because it's one way for them to contribute to the team effort to contribute to oh if we win I can say I was part of it because look what I did mm-hmm. I, I covered up the big M in my residence hall you know whatever like why that does that really have any impact on the game no but it does impact how we feel and whether we're contributing to that yeah. so me tuning in to watch me talking to my friends about how great my team is those things make us feel like we're part of it. Even yeah. if, again, we have no, you know, I don't, I'm not on the field. I'm not a coach. I've never spoken to any of the players. But those traditions and customs give me a chance to be part of something. Yeah. And they, it's not like they go around like, you know, like uh, their slave masters are after them if they don't cover up these M's. No, they, they very joyously mm. go around campus and can't wait mm-hmm. to cover up these M's. That's interesting. That's, so many things. So many things, Adam. So many things, Christopher. We're chasing eternity. Mm. We're doing it. Yep. We chase eternity, but only have about 25 to 30 minutes to do it. Yeah. Boy. Is there irony in there somewhere? There must be irony in there somewhere. <laughs> it's like right. rain, Christopher. Well, we, we are going to uh, close this one down uh, talking about the Super Bowl. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, our first episode. Uh, there, we're going to be doing these weekly. Uh, hopefully and uh, if you guys have any suggestions any responses or comments to what we said uh, please let us know either in the comment section on this wherever you're finding it um, or you can email myself at chris at strongchurch.org and I don't know if you want to give your email out or we can get you a strong church email. Maybe we could get me a strong church email. Yeah. That For right now just, just email them to me at chris at strongchurch.org um, and if you, need to, if you need to ask Adam a question just make sure you uh, title it that question for Adam. 
Um, although I don't know why I couldn't answer the question either. Well, there are lots of reasons you can't answer questions, Chris, but that's true. Not enough time in this no, podcast. <laughs> for another podcast. All right. Well, this has been Chasing Eternity. Thanks for tuning in.